Pursuing a postgraduate level education may not be an option for some people in the current phase of their career, but does this mean that there are no pathways to make a meaningful contribution to public health? In this episode, we'll be talking about some bachelor's degrees that can get one foot in the door of public health and some strategies you can use to get experience. This is the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. My name is Gordon, your host for this episode, along with global health extraordinaire, LaShawn Benedict, who is also my co-host. How's it going, folks? How's it going, Skip? How's it going, Skip? So, LaShawn, in this episode, we're going to be talking about some bachelor's degrees that have relevancy for public health. Okay. And this episode is specifically for those who are unable to pursue a master's degree at this time. Mm-hmm and are looking to get some fulfilling public health experience. Mm -hmm. There are also people out there who have pursued a college education Mm -hmm. after high school and have received a two or three year diploma and as a result are not directly eligible to go from there to pursuing a master's. So the question then becomes, do people just have to accept this reality that they can't enter the public health space or is there a way for them to leverage their education opportunities that they're pursuing or ones that they already have to make an impact in public health. So that's where we're going with this. Okay. So to contextualize the discussion, let's talk about what goes into the thought process of choosing a bachelor's degree. So for you, what was that process? So the process for me was very different just Mm -hmm. because if we're talking about public health, I had no idea what that was. I knew the traditional doctor, nurse, pharmacist, lawyer, going into business, that kind of route. So a lot of my thinking at the time was very much limited to those being potential career options. And so when you're thinking about what bachelor's degree you want to choose, you you want an idea of how this bachelor's degree is going to help you reach your final career goal or not your final career goal or your career goals, right? And so for me, it was being interested in the human body. So for me, an obvious route was to pursue life sciences slash biochemistry and biology, because it gave me the opportunity and flexibility to choose a lot of the courses that I wanted to take. So human biology, physiology, genetics, cell and molecular biology. And so that was of interest to me, right? So that's how I tackled how I wanted to navigate my career through that bachelor's degree. What about you, Skip? (laughs) So, yeah, much of the same. I was interested in medicine Mm -hmm. and my educational interests also reflected that. So I pursued microbiology and immunology out of an interest in microbiology and immunology without really thinking too much of about what would set me up for career options down the road. I think one of the negative things about the university or college experience is that 
you pigeonhole yourself into a specific pathway. Mm-hmm. And it is helpful if you want to do something, you should commit to it with maximum effort. Mm-hmm. But it also leaves you vulnerable in a position where what if that number one career pathway that you wanted doesn't work out? Example, medicine. Is your experience then an education relatable enough to then pivot into something else without going and maybe doing another bachelor's or without going and doing a college program, for example? Mm-hmm. So that was how I made my decision. And I would encourage people to think a little bit more broadly if they haven't yet done so and think about what foundation they can get by through their bachelor's education that could set them up for multiple careers. We know that in medicine, not everyone in medicine has a bachelor's in life science, right? Or a bachelor's in microbiology, immunology. So that is an example of why you don't need to only think along those lines, but think maybe try to fulfill your desire for a broad interest if that's what suits Mm -hmm. you. Now, for people who have some kind of education already, and are maybe not able to pursue a master's degree, mm-hmm. they might be looking into other options, college diplomas, another bachelor's degree. And for those people, you might want to take into considerations like the length of the program. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not willing to do something for four or five years yep. to get a bachelor's degree. So there are bachelor's degrees that you can pursue that are three years or less. There are not as many of them. In Canada, especially in the United States, there are more options. So I would encourage you to check that out. At the end of this episode, we're going to be talking about specific bachelor's degrees that you could look into. Mm -hmm. But that's all I have to say for now. I guess I have a tangentially related question here. Go for it. If you could go back and understanding that your end goal was public Mm. health, what concentrations would you be looking at or majors? Hmm. Because I know some for myself. That yeah, I if I had to go back, right, I realized that I'm not the strongest researcher. Mm-hmm. So to load up. So there's two schools of thoughts, right? You have strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Some people might tell you, you need to strengthen your weaknesses mm-hmm. and leave your strengths alone. Some people might say to you, amplify the strengths that you have and then get competent in the weaknesses that you have and not necessarily be a yeah. superstar in that. Yeah. So I would have went with that advice instead. Mm -hmm. I wasn't strong in research. Everything I did was research. So I should have maybe got to a level that I wanted to get to in terms of competency and research and focus on the other strengths that I had. And that would have probably taken me away from what I ultimately pursued. So if I had to go back, it probably would have looked differently. What about you? Knowing what I know now in the field of public health and the breadth of public health career opportunities and focuses... I would want to expand my horizon and maybe not just focus on life science. I would want to branch out to more of business and complement that business perspective with more of a health science perspective. I think it makes you a very, very interesting applicant for different jobs, programs, and opportunities just because you could think from that business perspective mm-hmm. and the health science perspective. Definitely. I would have probably had some focus on communications. It's something that mm-hmm. I'm passionate about now. Yeah. So, And this is just to say, use your bachelor's as an opportunity to round out some of the skills that you have. Of course, you have professional aspirations. You need mm-hmm. to maintain certain marks. You need to take certain courses. 
But think of it beyond just that. Think of it as what do I, what skills do I need to pick up in this education experience that I'm paying for mm-hmm. that can set me up for multiple pathways? Some people who even go into medicine, for example, yeah. may not want to be in that space for their whole rest of their professional life, mm-hmm. like directly providing clinical care. So even taking those considerations into effect as well, like maybe there's people that we know that are interested in the clinical side of medicine. Some people are interested in in the more public health side of medicine. And you need to think about these different complexities when you're doing your education. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, people should have an understanding of what to expect from their bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So we talked about what to expect from a skill building perspective an enriching experience in terms of knowledge and learning. But when people complete this bachelor's, what mm-hmm. should their expectations be in terms of hitting the job market, the types of opportunities that are out there for them? What would you say one should expect fresh off, off of a bachelor's? You could talk about the Canadian context if you like to. Yeah. Can I get a senior level executive position right after I graduate with the bachelor's? The answer is probably no. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. So what you're really looking at are these entry-level positions. Mm. Okay, and with those entry-level positions, keep in mind the context of the job market. Okay, you have people graduating with their bachelor's degree, and we'll get into which types of bachelor's degrees they might be pursuing. You have people graduating with their master's degrees. You have people graduating from different interdisciplinary health-based programs, and they're all competing to get those entry-level jobs, potentially, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, how do you make yourself stand out and be able to get those opportunities? And as Gordon mentioned, there are a bunch of different factors that influence whether someone can get a job easily with a bachelor's degree. One of them being... The location. Are you in a highly competitive location? In our case, potentially somewhere like Toronto, Ottawa. These are areas that are hubs for public health and global health. They are very competitive markets. Now, with competition, you want to think about where people's experiences are, where their where their educational experiences are, professional experiences, personal experiences, and you're weighing that off. And as Gordon likes to mention, and I'll hand over the mic in a second, if you're able to shift your perspective on where you can land that first job, the area in public health that you can land this job, it really opens your options and gives you more flexibility to land that job. So Gordon, tell us about some of the measures that you've taken to get some of these jobs. Mm -hmm. Before I get into that, the most important thing people should know is experience is a premium. Mm-hmm. So a bachelor's is nice, a college diploma is nice, a master's is nice, a PhD mm-hmm. is nice. All these things are really good and they're nice, but experience is a premium. Think about someone who completed a PhD, for example, yeah. and didn't take any breaks for school. And then mm-hmm. think about someone who got their bachelor's degree 20 years ago and has been working in public health or global health 
who do you think would better understand the complexities of actually doing public health work? Mm-hmm. Right? So your priority, if you either cannot go further than a bachelor's or a bachelor's is your next step, is to look for opportunities to get experience as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Right? That experience will open up doors for you. So what LaShawn was referring to is in this case with my master's degree, similar rules apply. There's competitive job markets. And if your priority is to get experience as soon as possible and your situation allows it, my, I was in a tricky situation. I'm married. We have a certain city that we live in. And I had to go outside of that city to pursue a career in public health because the market allowed for that. We know as well, not only do you have competitive job markets, LaShawn, Mm -hmm. we know that there's brain drain to those markets as well. So people leave Mm -hmm. remote areas, for example, to go to the big cities as well. So then that void gives you an opportunity to go in there and get experience where maybe you wouldn't be able to in a market like Toronto. So I took those measures to get an experience and I'm still with that organization today. So all this to say that when there's a recruiting process, one thing that might be a barrier is those legal requirements. So there might be legally a job where they have to require or as a condition of a grant funding or something, right, where someone might need to be a postgraduate, have a postgraduate degree. Mm -hmm. You can't help those situations. There might be situations where they say a master's degree is preferred, Mm right? Right. But if you go to a job market that might not be as competitive, maybe they don't have any master's candidates or maybe the master candidates that they have have less years of experience than you and maybe you're going to be a better fit for that position. Mm -hmm. So you have to draw the line as to how far you are willing to go to get experience. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I would say if you're in a market like Toronto, it's going to be very difficult to get anything in terms of entry level, because there's people who are more educated in terms of a master's who are not able to get their ideal position. And then they go for positions that they wouldn't ordinarily go for. And then those employers would take those people. So then you're essentially being drowned out of the market because of that. So you need to be very, very, very open to pursuing different experiences. And luckily for everyone too, that, the market has shifted to allow for remote work. Mm -hmm. So this might expand your horizons as well of where you can get experience. Yeah, it's all about understanding and being reasonable with these job expectations. It doesn't mean that you're not capable or Mm -hmm. people don't want you. It's just a matter of how this job market is functioning right now. And I think if you're able to consider that as an element for some of this, it helps make, makes things easier. Mm -hmm. So, a bachelor's degree, as much as we often talk about things like a master's of public health, the bachelor's mm-hmm. degree really provides a foundation for your future education and professional career. In order to understand where we're going with this, though, mm-hmm. we have to contextualize why public health at its core is an interdisciplinary field, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a set of competencies yeah. for effective public health practice. Yeah that can guide your approach to what you choose to be your educational experience, right? Yeah. So, LaShawn, let's go through a few of those and we can contextualize 
the context of what a bachelor's degree might look like for those. Right. So one of the competencies is public health sciences. So your basic public health sciences, your core concepts, the competencies, some facts about different programs and the need of public health in different communities. What is public health? So having that strong understanding of what public health is and what are the different pillars and theories behind public health, Mm -hmm. it goes a long way in terms of framing your approach to different job applications or just really understanding where you fit and where you see yourself fitting within the field. Yeah, and research methodologies are huge component of public health sciences mm-hmm. and that's a skill that's not public health specific but can be transferred to literally any industry if you're a sound researcher exactly so that's something that you could yeah. develop over time yeah. in your education experience another one is communication like i mentioned if you're not able to pursue a master's in public health specifically mm-hmm and you enjoy something like communication, maybe that's what you bring to public health. So you can consider where that fits in your education and how you might pivot from there to provide that expertise to a public health world. So that's a very important one too. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we have things like leadership throughout your experience so far, whether it's in the bachelor's degree or any volunteer positions that you've taken up. You need to be able to demonstrate leadership because a lot of what public health is about is about being a leader. How do you inspire people? How do you motivate people? How do you get people's collective visions to align? Okay. So that's a core skill that you can learn and take away from a bachelor's degree as well. Awesome. And for your information, we have released an episode in the past dedicated to talking about the core competencies in public health and the title of it is seven core competencies you need to excel in public health the link will be in the description if you want to check that out and while you're at it if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far drop us a five-star rating on spotify Mm. or apple that's right Mm -hmm. now having said this we talked about the skills now the degrees specifically are mapped onto specific areas, right? So when we're talking about degrees, you're talking about, in our case, you're talking about microbiology, life sciences, biochemistry, infection, and immunity. Mm -hmm. These are like subject matter knowledge expert areas Mm -hmm. that people can pursue. And as we talked about, public health is not a siloed field. It allows people from different disciplines to come in and contribute to it. So with that said, we're going to be talking about some non-traditional degrees, bachelor's degrees, that can contribute to public health work. Mm -hmm. So the first one that comes to mind is bachelor's of social work. And I would consider social work to be very similar to public health. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of education and training about the determinants of health, what are the determinants of healthy behavior, and that skill set undoubtedly contributes to public health so for people who are interested in a bachelor of social work or already have a bachelor of social work and Mm -hmm. maybe are a registered social worker as well Mm -hmm. this can give you an avenue to pursue public health either in community organizations or working directly with public health organizations and contributing your expertise Another bachelor's degree you can look into is the Bachelor of Public Administration. And the interesting thing about this is when we're talking about public administration, we're talking about the implementation and understanding of different policies, the 
the different government structures, how they're established, the management of different establishments. How does that relate to public health? Well, in public health, what are we always talking about? Prevention. What are some strategies we can use to make sure we can have those prevention initiatives occurring? Well, those are policies within house, within any organization, within a specific government or community. Those are things that need to be established. So having a healthy understanding of the different jurisdictions you need to target in terms of advocacy, in terms of the different laws and bylaws that you have to be able to navigate to make sure your program or policy gets underway with in a smooth way. Mm. Those are things and skills you could bring from those degrees. Mm. And we're also talking about Bachelor of Human Kinetics, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about Bachelor of Exercise Science. Mm-hmm. Registered kinesiologist as well. So these things... You might be wondering, how is that possibly relevant? Isn't that only fitness and training? So in public health, a key area is injury prevention, mm-hmm. rehabilitation. So that's the expertise that you'd be contributing to public health. And if you can find the right organization that has that as a mandate or an organization for which that is a program that they run, then mm-hmm. you could bring your expertise to those areas and contribute to their work. Exactly. Like even a bachelor's of nursing, bachelor's of health science, bachelor's of science like I did, you're going to learn key skills within those degrees, whether it's clinical encounters, how to manage different patients and how that relates to community health outcomes. If you're running a program or if you're doing a bachelor's of science, what kind of skills are you learning that can be transferred and that's relatable to these public health competencies that we talked about? We talked about the public health sciences as one of the basic competencies. In a bachelor's of science, you're most likely learning about research methodologies. You're most likely learning about how to navigate the peer-reviewed literature. Mm. And when we're talking about evidence-informed public health, that's what we're talking about, using those skills to make informed decisions based on the literature. So that's how you should be making some of these connections. Public health is very broad. Health is very broad. These bachelors that we're listing are pretty broad, but the skills that you can draw from any one of these given ones can be applicable in the public health space. Absolutely. And I'll just finish up with Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science in Psychology or Anthropology. This is our sociology, I should add as well. So public health, they talk about health promotion understanding human behavior. Mm-hmm. These are key aspects or foundational to how to influence human behavior to to nudge people in the way of making healthy decisions. So and scaling that up at a population level. So these are some of the expertise and knowledge that you can bring to public health. And you should look to uh, different career options. We have different episodes talking about those as well. We have an episode focusing on what do health promoters do. And you can identify avenues that you can enter these careers and make a positive contribution. Again, thinking about where those competitive job markets are. So, of course, this list could be much longer and LaShawn and I could spend hours talking about the different bachelor's degrees that you can pursue. Ultimately, it comes down to you recognizing the importance of the knowledge that you've learned, understanding what public health really is and understanding the challenges that public health faces and then using what you've learned in your experience to make a positive contribution. So in a nutshell, everything is related to public health, and the list is by no means exhaustive. We want to hear from you, though. Are there any other bachelor's degrees that you're aware of 
that could pivot not very nicely into public health work, as well as some bachelor's degrees that you might have done that are a little bit out there and you find yourself in public health work. We'd love to hear from you. Any final words, LaShawn? Yeah, and of course, you know, the obvious bachelor's degree that people think of to get into public health is the bachelor's of public health. Mm. But again, the purpose of this episode was to talk about more non-traditional ways of utilizing your bachelor's to get into public health. So we know there's a lot of people with bachelor's of public health out there. So shout out to them. But just remember, you don't necessarily have to do a bachelor's in public health to get into public health. Mm -hmm. And if you have a bachelor's of public health, it doesn't mean you have to do a master of public health after if you want to mix things up a bit. That's a story for another day, though. Okay. And then a little teaser. Okay. All right. This was... Your favorite public health professionals, Gordon and LaShawn, signing off until next time. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.